What's up, NBA fans? Welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press. We still haven't been sued by M- NBC uh, for using their, their song, uh, so that's cool. <laughs> um, I'm joined by uh, Jawan. What's up, my brother? What's, what's going on? Trust me, the, uh, the more well-known the show gets, the, the more I'm pretty sure we'll be getting an email. Yeah, yeah, a cease and desist letter. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's 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 out there. It's coming, um, but that's cool. It's like, well, uh, well, I'm sure we'll have something figured out by that point. Um, like, we don't need your song, NBC. Like, exactly. You're like, we're even using your song because if we weren't using your song, like, it's not anywhere else. Uh, so yeah, like I'm, I'm bucking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's jump into it, man, because we had a terrific, terrific week of NBA games. Like, I don't think we could have had a better week of NBA games because the 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 drama surrounding everything and and just like the the quality of of games, it was. Almost, you know, the the direct opposite of what we got on NBA TV right now with Philly just <laughs> annihilating Orlando, um, which, as we were saying uh, pre-show, like, why the hell are you showing that game right now? Like, come on, pick a better game. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's jump into it. OKC versus Boston. Man, that was electrifying. That was such a great game. It came down to the wire. Um, OKC had it, had it in check, and they managed to, like, just let it slip through their fingers. Um, I, I, <laughs> two things. One, I read a stat that was, like, um, uh, as far as, like, teams that were up, by six or more with 25 seconds left in the game uh, had won like 4,315 straight. <laughs> and OKC managed to snap that, that streak. Um, and then also um, <laughs> when they asked Marcus Smart after the game uh, if uh, there was any hesitation, um, he said something to the effect of like, I don't even know how to spell that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, what are you more impressed with? Boston breaking that streak or fucking uh, Marcus Morris, like, his quote? Because I'm, I'm more impressed with Marcus Morris's quote. Like, that shit is fucking awesome. Well, I'm I'm more impressed with Morris's, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, decision to take that shot. Because let's not forget yeah. um, that it, they didn't need a three to w- uh, to win the game, if I'm remembering correctly. I think yeah, they only they, needed they, a bucket. They took the lead with that three. They only needed a two yeah. to tie. They only needed a bucket, and that was like one of the worst shots you would want uh, a player of his caliber. T- like if that was Kyrie, right. like yeah, you, you want Kyrie taking that every time. Absolutely. Morris, that is not a shot you want him taking, uh, and yeah. you as a coach feeling like, a hundred percent confident he's nailing that. Yeah. So Especially when the motherfucker can't even spell hesitation. <laughs> Obviously exactly, basketball exactly. IQ not the highest. 
Well, listen, listen. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead, go out on a limb and say these guys definitely got in the NBA because of their talent as far as NBA. Maybe not the uh, book smart was probably something they weren't uh, too keen on. So, um, But, yeah, man, it, it, it's one of those things where it's just like I'm super impressed with him having the confidence to take that shot. That's a confidence shot. Uh, that's not one of those skill shots. That's just pure confidence. Like he mm-hmm. felt that on his way up that that was going in. So I'm super proud of him. And it uh, looked the fact that so Boston, pure. It looked yes, like I when, I, when I was watching it live, I was like, that's going in. Like it, as soon as he shot it, like it just looked pure as the driven snow, and it was. It was, it was remarkable. Yeah. No, I, it, it's one of those shots where it's just like, like when Paul Pierce hit that game shot and he's like, I called bank. It's just like, yeah. I don't think he did, but that was still a really great shot. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, to me, I'm really impressed with, and it goes to how great of a coach Brad Stevens is to where he has a, uh, you know, he's very undermanned, no Kyrie, no Marcus Smart, no Jalen Brown, um, and you're facing an OKC team that is pretty much fully healthy, of course, uh, without uh, Andre, but outside of that, they're fully healthy. Um, and it just figures OKC finds a way to lose that game with 22nd right. up by six. They find and a way so to lose that game. And it's so weird because last year they found a way to win all those games. Like, remember that game yeah. last year where they uh, were playing Denver and they inbounded it three seconds – or maybe less than that. And, like, Russ took that, like, three-pointer from, like, 38 feet and drained it. Like – yeah, that's what's not happening this year for OKC. Like they are finding a way to lose games as opposed to finding a way to win games, and it's just I, it's I'll, it's so strange. I'll say this: last year they were, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, excuse me, if I looked up the stats, it would, it would back this up. But they're not a good defensive team. Uh, last year they weren't a good defensive team. Uh, so much right. so, a lot of the games, Russ had to pull those games out of his butt. Um, yeah. And what's crazy is you have a better squad this year, um, yeah. and you're still having to do the same exact thing. He's still having to get triple doubles for them to even be in the game, and yep. he's having to pull games out of his butt. So to me, for a lot of these uh, reporters that I'm hearing, like uh, Amin, who's saying this is going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs, they must know something that we don't. Like, OKC has just been taking the season off, and they're only concerned about the playoffs. Because games like that show me why. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's just like you can't look this bad and me assume come playoffs you're going to fully turn it around. Like, And I know a lot of people are going to say this is a little hypocritical, but to me with the Cavs, I don't worry as much because I feel as though LeBron is like one of the greatest to ever play. So if anyone can change around the yeah. overall play of a team, it's him. Still had Durant, and Durant was playing at the level that he is uh, with Golden State. I would say, all right, yeah, sure. Okay, so you can probably turn it around. Durant will do well, that. Well, and moreover, no you know, the, the Warriors wouldn't have him. Like, that's the more important Well, no, right, right. You know, but I'm saying if he was playing yeah. like – yeah, I'm just saying if he were playing like he is in, in, uh, in Golden State, but if he was with OKC, yeah. I would at least right. feel more confident. But to me, yeah. I don't think OKC has anybody that can kind of kick it into another gear for that team to be a team that's feared. Like, maybe, right. you know, they win a series, but to be feared, I, I don't see that. Yeah, and, and, like, the other thing, too, is is 
man, uh, I I completely agree with you in the sense of like they're to me they're they're as much as I want them. Like you and I both picked them to make the finals at the beginning of the year. I think largely due to the fact that we just wanted them to. Um, not probably at least fifty percent of that pick was just us having the desire to see like R- Russell Westbrook's uh, resurgence and you know him him getting w- what we think he deserves because he he is that great. Um, but th- th- I don't think they're a threat in the in the playoffs. I don't. Like, and I think you're right there with me. Like, they, 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 A, like we said, they find a way to lose games. They don't find a way to win games. They find a way to lose games. Um, and, B, they, their defense has been terrible since Robertson went down. Like, when Robertson was in, they were like a top five defense. I think they were like number four in the league. Um, and since he's he, he's been out, they've been one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, Boston game. Uh, another thing that I found interesting was, like, I get that Russ is your guy. I like I I get it. Um, so yeah, you you want him to, I guess, take the game winning shot, like. And I, I, I get that, like, Paul George has never made a game-winning shot um, or a buzzer beater. Um, and, you know, Melo, he had just missed the free throws and whatever. But, like, I feel like if you could yeah, – I, I don't know. I think I would rather Paul George or Carmelo Anthony take the shot. Like, if, if I was, like, crossing my fingers, like, going to take a – you know, twenty-eight foot shot. I would rather that be Carmelo or Paul George. Um, well, what, what do you think about that? Are you are you with me on that, or, or do you think like Russ has to take that shot? I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say um, I don't want Paul, uh, not Paul George. I'm sorry. I don't want Carmelo taking that last shot, uh, especially if he's coming off of missing free throws that could ice the game. Sure. For me. Um, yeah. I do think Carmelo is starting. Uh, and you know how much it, it pains me to say this, but he is starting to become a shell of himself. I mean, the guy doesn't yeah. even drive it to the basket anymore. He's it's no. like it's like he's scared to. Like he'll get an yeah. open lane and he'll pull up. So he's he becoming is, a shell of himself. He's played a little bit of defense though. Like I've noticed that like lately. Like he's at least trying on the defensive end, which is like promising. Um I mean, it's not to say that it's effective. I mean, but like right. at least he's trying. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's one of those things to where it's like they didn't bring Carmelo there for defense. They brought him there for no. him to be that offensive threat uh, that he's been for years. So when well, you get a guy who, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, man, and that's that's the thing. Like you guys stagger their minutes. Like it all goes back to that. We've been saying this all fucking year, like, Billy Donovan has to stagger their minutes. There were large chunks of time, large enough um, to where, like, who I forget who was calling the game, but whoever was calling the game was like, why are they not, like, why is there not one of those people on the floor right now? Like, and they're right. 
Like, you need, like, there is no reason why you should have Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony all on the same team and for them, like, to all be off the floor in a 48-minute time span. I'm going to say this about uh, Paul George. You're absolutely correct about that. Um, we've been preaching that for the longest, that you have three yeah. star players. One of them should always be on the on the floor. Um, but I, I do want to say this about Paul George, and you've been saying this for the longest, Nick. Um, I think I'm just coming to the realization of it. Um, Paul George should not go um, to the Lakers or anywhere where he has to be the guy. He has yeah. shown that he not only is not comfortable being the guy, he does not have what it takes to be the guy. So I yeah. think when you asked me earlier to answer your question, um, you know, would I prefer him or, or Carmelo to take that last shot? No. Paul George has never shown me that he's comfortable doing it, and Carmelo doesn't seem to be Carmelo. So it's like it has to fall on Russ. Uh, and yeah. honestly, Russ is kind of more clutch than, than both of those two guys. Yeah. So it's like I mean, last season he was Russ, super clutch. Right, but Russ is not the best shooter. So it's like, no, I don't want him shooting it over those two guys, but those two guys don't seem to be able to handle it. So to me, watching Paul George, I seriously think someone in his camp should be telling him, dude, listen, if OKC can afford it, re-sign here, make this your home with Russ, and just hope maybe like Golden State loses the guy, uh, to free agency, and you guys can take over that way because Paul George well, does not have what it takes yeah. to be the guy somewhere by himself. Yeah, well, and 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 moreover, like hope that when Robertson comes back, you know, that makes the difference because the the, the way they looked early on in the season, the way they played those two games against Golden State early in the season, they. It, just lock down defensive team, um, which is something they've honestly never been. Uh, but like, yeah, like I, 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 it's an interesting thing because I can understand why he would want to go to LA. Um, not only because, you know, he, he's, he's from, you know, the nearby area and he's always loved the Lakers and all that. Um, but, he like would definitely make that team a playoff team. Um and and they are looking really good in the last like month. Um so you know, if you could I mean if you could go there yeah, I get it. What I would do if I was Paul George is I would sign a one and one. I would opt out sign a two-year deal with a player option on the second second year and just roll it back and try to see because the Lakers are going to be there. They're not going to sign. Uh, they're not going to use up their cap space on a guy who is not a game changer uh, long term. Uh, so they'll either, uh, you know, sign – you know, one-year deals like they did this year, or they will, you know, trade for one-year deals, um, which is still what I think they should do. Like, trade Luol Deng for, you know, a lot more salary. So, yeah, like the Denver Nuggets, I, I, I still think you could trade Luol Deng for 
for like, uh, I mean, Paul Millsap's an expiring contract next year, uh, and he hadn't been shit for Denver. Uh, he's been hurt most of the time. Uh, Kenneth Fareed, expiring contract, it's like $13 million. Uh, Wilson Chandler, Daryl Arthur, uh, they, they got a lot of expiring contracts, and they got a lot of uh, top that they have to figure out. Um, so I, I seriously think there's a deal to be made there. Um, but n- nevertheless, like I, I, if I'm Paul George, I'm signing a one and one and and rolling it back to the press, like trying to see what we can accomplish next season. And then if it doesn't work, like if 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 you see the same results, then fine. Yeah, go to L.A. Like, you still keep your window open, um, and, you know, uh, maybe you go there and you team up with Clay. You Maybe Clay comes, or maybe Jimmy Butler comes, or, um, you know, there's, there's a few different free agents in 2019. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think – I think he – at this point, I, because of how I think OKC will finish the season – I think he will go to L.A. Um, next year. I don't think that's the right decision, though. I do not think it's smart at all. Hey, I, t- I tell you what. Um, it'd be best that he do that because um, not foreshadowing, because I know it might be a topic later, but I'll just briefly touch on it. If um, If this Kawhi thing doesn't work with the Lakers, I guarantee you the first person calling Kawhi will be Magic Johnson. And if Magic yeah. Johnson gets Kawhi, he will have absolutely no need for Paul George. So unless Paul George takes a hometown discount, he's not he's not paying Kawhi and Paul George, who definitely play the same position. Uh, no, to me, I if disagree. I'm Magic, I I would not do that. I would not no. uh, go out and get both of those guys. Oh no, I would totally do it because you're talking about two 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 way wing players, mm-hmm. and like. If there's at an anything that the cost. league values, what's that? No, I was just saying at an unbelievable cost because they're, they're mm-hmm. saying the reason why oh. Kawhi wants to leave is because uh, Spurs aren't looking like they're going to give him the max. So it's like you want to go to L.A. for, you know, as much money as possible, and Paul well, George is looking yeah. to do the same exact thing. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but, like, here's the thing. you If he gets traded, he can't get the super max. Um, because that's only an option for, you know, if it's the team, either the team that drafted you or traded for you uh, in your rookie contract. Um, so, you know, I mean, you can't get that. Um, but, like, I like I don't care. Like, I would, if I could trade to get Kawhi Leonard um, and sign Paul George, I'm assume, like, let's go ahead and make the assumption uh, that because I I feel like it would have to um, be in play uh, that you you know you're going to Brandon Ingram is going to be a part of that Kawhi trade because um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there's any way the Spurs even entertain the notion of trading Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers if if Brandon Ingram is not part of that pack. So, but like if you had Lonzo Ball. Uh, you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, however you want to stagger them, whether, you know, I mean, both of them are, are, are so good that, you know, 
I, I don't feel like it matters. Like shooting guard, small forward, like just positionless basketball. They both can guard. They both can play offense. Like just you know roll them out there. Um, and then you had Kyle Kuzma and Julius Randle, like, you know, uh, uh, assuming you can, you know, figure out a way to um, trade for uh, Kawhi Leonard, sign Paul George, and re-sign Julius Randle. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you could pull that off. Um, but nevertheless, uh, no, I mean, I, I would totally do that. And I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh way before I would even entertain the notion of, of even flirting with LeBron James. Well, no, I definitely see where you're coming from. I was looking at it from the standpoint of you'd have to pay Randall. Uh, Kawhi, I think, is only locked up for another year or two. Um, so you'd have to pay him, and then you'd have Paul George. Um, and to me, if I'm the Lakers, one of them, yes. And if I had to choose between one of them, it would definitely be Kawhi. Uh, well before it would be uh, Paul George. Um, but I, I definitely get what you're saying. If you can get both, you get both. I'm saying I don't want to have to pay a lot of money for both when at some point, uh, and I know they just got drafted, so I'm just saying at some point in the future, you're going to have to worry about Lonzo, who you know his dad's going to demand that you know he not only get the largest uh, contract ever, but they put a statue of him out front. Kuzma's um, going to demand... Uh, big dollars, and like you said, Randall is, and he didn't seem like it, but Randall is going to be a very important piece for them to hold on yes. to. Um, yeah. You know, they so need to me, to if I'm him. them, absolutely. If I'm them, I would feel way more comfortable talking to the Spurs, getting a trade, sending off. Um, uh, as much as I, I, I would love to see him just stay a Laker, sending off. Um, can't remember his Ingram. Sorry, uh, I would send off yep. Ingram and whatever else uh, I can to get Kawhi, uh, Kawhi and just um, do uh, Lonzo, whoever at the two, Kawhi, Kuzma, and Randall. I would much rather hang my hat on that that core group there, stability, so I can go out and get some shooters or whatever else. Maybe I get need. maybe uh, get Avery so Bradley. Maybe get Avery Bradley. But what I don't want to do is tie myself up in the short term and in the long term. Because you're going you're gonna to have Kawhi, if you're the Lakers, you're going to want to try to do a, a four- or five-year deal uh, with him and Paul George. It's going to ask for a lot of money. Randall's going to demand a lot of money. And then in the future, uh, three, four years from now, Lonzo and, 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 um, and Kuzma are going to demand max dollars. So I don't want to be just, you know, stuck with that uh, for the long term. Sure. I'd rather kind of space it out a lot better. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a very valid point. I mean, with cap cap dollars, I mean you you have to factor that into any decision. Um, and you're obviously going like if you sign Paul George, that's going to be a max contract. That's the only way you mm-hmm. sign him. Um, if you trade for Kawhi Leonard, you better be prepared to pay him a max contract next year um well n- next next year um but like yeah like and you know if if uh if you do that i mean obviously you're going to be paying other people down the road and the warriors are 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 basically battling with this right now the only way that they um 
are, you know, at, at, as little payroll as they are is because for whatever fucking crazy reason, uh, Kevin Durant decided to sign for like a $25 million contract when he could sign for like 30 plus. Um, right. Which I think, I, I, I honestly think that's because uh, the, the, he's got like the, the connects uh, with um, uh, Silicon Valley. Um, and so he, he's cool with like getting his money from Silicon Valley and he's like, yeah, I'll give you all a discount. Um, and that's the biggest reason why I actually think he went there. I don't think it has, I mean, super conspiracy theory. Um, (laughs) like I, I don't, I seriously though, I don't think it has as much to do with basketball as he is to do with like his brand. Um, and, 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 like, getting involved with, like, the people in Silicon Valley, because, like, those are the dudes that make money, and, like, J.D. wants to be one of those guys. He said it. He said he wants to own an NBA team someday. Like, there's, I think there's, there's something there. Um, but anyway, let's let's not go, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Like, let's let's just not, because <laughs> um, we've already gone off on a tangent. We started with OKC in Boston, and we somehow went on a tangent with the Lakers. Um, let's let's move on. Let's move on to our second game uh, of the week: uh, the Rockets and the Trailblazers. Man, I so badly wanted the Blazers to pull this one out, and. They were close, man. They they played it down to the wire, um, but the Rockets were just too much. Uh, what were your general thoughts on on that game? Uh, I was proud of uh, Portland mainly because um, I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name. Uh, the center, Jokic, or whatever his name is, Nurkic. Wh- whatever the you Nurkic. you there we constantly go. Okay. constantly like. Like, I, I I think it's because they were on the same team like it's a year ago. Me, man. <laughs> yeah, Nurkic and Jokic, because uh, Jokic is go. the guy who is still on Denver, and Nurkic is the guy who is is uh you know was on Denver but was traded to. Uh, Nurkic the is the one. Nurkic is the one LeBron almost murdered. That's yes. how I can remember it. Yeah, uh, there you go. But, but as far as the game, I'm really proud of them. Uh, he played an amazing game. Uh, honestly, it came down to it came down to the fact that their guards, uh, as, as far as from the three point line, played played garbage. Um, if yeah. they had improved yeah. on their shooting, especially from the three point line, uh, it definitely could have gone uh, the other way. But again, that's why I keep trying to tell you guys that the the Rockets are super beatable. They're super beatable. And if a team like Portland can expose that, yeah, I do not have super high confidence in this team being able to go up to a healthy Golden State and beat it in seven. Uh, they will absolutely make it competitive, but beating Golden State in seven, nah, I don't even think uh, if they had – if that Portland game was over the course of seven games, I don't even know if I'd feel 100% confident that they could beat that team uh, because you wouldn't expect uh, Lillard – you wouldn't expect Lillard and McCollum, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, four out of seven times having a shooting game like that. Um, right. You know, That's you true. bet more so on the fact that they'd have a better game than that. But what you wouldn't bet money on is Nurkic 
uh, having a game like he did because he doesn't – consistency this season at least hasn't really seemed to have been his thing. Um, you'll get a right. little bit here and there, but just overall, uh, you know, playing like that, you don't get that uh, from game to game. But in a playoff series, maybe you could, you know. So I look at that game and I say, man, if that were to be a series in the playoffs, I might put my money on Portland. Uh, if, you know, they can get some form of consistency from their guards as far as shooting, yeah, I really like Portland in those odds. That's why, like, that's why I want them to be the four seed. Because I, I, I said last week, I think OKC matches up better with Golden State than they do Houston. I think Portland matches up better with Houston than they do Golden State. I think... I would still favor both Houston and Golden State in those in those contests, um, right. but I I think we would get better series out of them, um, which is also what pissed me off so much about that OKC loss. It was like, dude, you you could have been one game behind Portland and you just fucking closed out that game, but <laughs> um, you didn't because you, you fucking suck. It pissed me off, man. Um, but like no, I I real I agree with you. I think they match up incredibly well against the Rockets, and you're absolutely right. Like if if you know just three of those shots that didn't fall fall um, from from Dame and CJ, you know, it's a totally different game. It's a totally different game, and like the likelihood is like usually those shots are gonna fall. Um, so, right. yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, Portland, uh, I, A, I think they should have won the game because they actually mm-hmm. played better, um, than Houston did their shots, were just not falling. Um, and, and that's crazy. And, and also, um, I, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention, uh, Harkless and Aminu, are fucking balling out. Like, those cats yeah. are... It's crazy. I would not have even guessed it earlier this season or last season or whatever. Like, those guys are playing very well. Uh, especially Aminu. Because the key... That, that dude guards the best player on the other team. Like, the best wing player on the other team. Um, like nine times out of ten, and and still, you know, is able to, you know, break out screens, get open, hit threes. Uh, like I, I really, I I really like Al Farouk Aminu. Um, but like the way that they pair them together, and I I think I mentioned this last week. Um, they're so versatile; they can switch. Um, they can both play the three and the four. Um, which is it's something that I feel like is invaluable um, in this in this uh, league, uh, you know, in, in in the construct of what the NBA is nowadays. Um, so yeah, I, and, and let's not sleep to on Zach Collins because I think Zach Collins yeah. he he he. I want to say I thought he was a disappointment, especially in summer league. Dude was like super disappointing in summer league. Um, but like, 
I think it's just taking them a little time to like make the jump from college to NBA. Um, but he's gonna be good. He's gonna be really good because um, he's like a seven foot big who can shoot threes at a high rate. Um, he he's got enough ups to be able to guard the paint. Um, you know he he's got not the best foot speed, but he's you know he's got decent foot speed for a five. Um, I, he's gonna be good, man. And if they can, if they can buy themselves just a little bit of time with Dame and CJ, and 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 develop Collins, and like make like you know one really good trade or one really good draft, they're gonna they have a chance to be one of the teams that can compete in the West with, you know, Houston and, and uh, Golden State. Yeah, I, I would even say that Houston and Trailblazers, what it reminds me of, and purely because of Tony being a connection, is um, that year Phoenix looked like they were primed to get to the uh, the finals that year. And they came against uh, a Spurs team that had really good guard play with Manu and, and, and Parker and a dominant big in the middle with, of course, Tim Duncan, and really good bench play. And I think the Trailblazers have that exact same recipe. And Mike D'Antoni, for whatever reason, um, relies too heavily on his guards. And when you do that, it's like, all right, Capella is really good, uh, you know, is really good down low as far as rebounding and just kind of keeping big guys uh, off, off of their game a little. But Nurkic... Uh, looks like he could dominate Capella in a series. In a series, yeah. I feel like I would bet my money on him over Capella. He's bigger, um, man. He's and, stronger. Right, right. So, to me, I feel like D'Antoni, if they have to play the Trailblazers, could fall into the same trap he did that year. I was depending on him to take that team to the finals, and they ran into a Spurs team who obviously outcoached them, which I do believe uh, – Terry Scott, am I right? Is the coach's name? Terry Scott. Okay. Um, I believe couldn't outcoach Mike D'Antoni. I absolutely believe that. But um, as far as just the, the game itself, I feel as though Trailblazers have the recipe to be the team that stops the Rockets from going to the finals. Or yeah, the Western Conference I, Finals. That would be that would be. I I I wouldn't go that far. But I, I would go as far as to say they have a chance. Um, and it, it would be – here's my thing. It would just be so much more of an interesting series to me But because I, I don't think OKC matches up well against them at all. Like, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. they they don't. Like the, the, the way their team is constructed, it, it, they match up way better against Golden State. Um and Portland would match up so much better against Houston. I really hope that we get that. I, I like that is the um, semifinals that I want. Like I want to see Houston have to play Portland and Golden State have to play OKC. Um, and also, of course, there's the added element of playing KD, like because that's just Absolutely. always great television. And honestly. Um, 
I, yeah. I would be heartbroken if we had a Western Conference Finals of OKC versus Portland because as much as I love Melo and would love for Melo to be in his first ever finals, I desperately want Damian Lillard, uh, Damian Lillard's game to be more appreciated and to be on a bigger stage. And I yeah. feel as though if they got, you know, if they got to the finals, it would, you, you, you know, and I'm not talking about diehard basketball fans because that's the only people that really pay that team attention. I just mean right. overall casual basketball fans. You would be Don't forced give him any credit. to start paying him attention. Yes. Yes, because he is one of the – A, one of the best players in the league um, and probably one of the three best point guards in the league. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. Steph – Steph is ahead of him. I'm, 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 if you count James Harden as point guard, but like, yeah, he's a combo guard. Um, but like true point guards, I, I, I think you, you got Steph, you got Russ, and then uh, you, you got Dame and and Kyrie. It is a coin flip um, See, because they're the, both just amazing. The only reason Russ, as far as uh, point guards, by definition, you know, he is a true point guard. He gives you the assist, you know, he scores. Sometimes he gets you those steals. So, by definition, he is. My only knock against Russ in that whole list that you just gave is he's just sure. not a good shooter. And in this league, no, I not. value that a lot. And he's just yeah. really not he's, a good shooter. He's like John Wall um, as far as shooting. Yeah, but like at least John Wall the, got that's better That's a knock shooting. on John Wall. That's why John Wall is not – in that list because he's not right. a great shooter. But John Wall, you know, is, is a lot like Russ in the fact that his foot speed is just crazy. The way he can get to the bucket is just ridiculous. Like, you can't guard it. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I Like, I, I, <laughs> I just I, – I want the best for Russ. He was like, it, like I was a big Allen Iverson fan. Um, he was my favorite player growing up, um, and I always wanted the best for him. And I feel the same way about Russ. Like, if if I were to like make a just blanket statement of my favorite player in the NBA, it would probably be Russell Westbrook. But I agree with you. Like, he's not a good shooter. Like, I wish he was better at it. But he's not. He's just not. <laughs> yeah, that's the only knock against the guy. That's the only knock. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope, man. I, I hope he hits the gym and figures it out. Because if he could ever, like, dude, if he could hit forty percent from three, the guy would be the best player in the NBA. Like, no question. Well, that's how I feel about Giannis. If Giannis could just become more of a triple threat uh, to where yeah. he could do back down, he could drive and develop, uh, you know, some type of mid-range, or at least, like you said, 40%, um, Giannis, to me, without a doubt, would be in that top five conversation if of Giannis best players in the 30, NBA. 36% from three, he'd be the best player in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, he didn't even need to hit 40, dude. He's so good. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, the, that guy is amazing. Um, I'm so disappointed. Like, um, 
I read a thread uh, a few years back about how the Hawks uh, were targeting him uh, for their pick. Uh, they had number 17 and number 18 that year. Uh, I think 18 was from Dallas. Um, and he was taking number 15 overall. And, like, they they were going to take him if you tell it a 17. And, he, of course, he didn't. Um, but, like, uh, dude, I as much as I am, like, a total living-in-the-past, revisionist history type person, but, like, I constantly think about what if the fucking Hawks took, like, Giannis at 17, and, it, like, if he had fallen to there, if they took him at 17, and then, you know, Rudy Gobert was in that draft, too. And if they took Rudy Gobert at 18, like, if you have Giannis and Rudy Gobert, like, you're fucking set, dude. Like, <laughs> you're so set. Uh, but, alas, did not happen. Um, no, yeah. we, we actually, <laughs> we, we, we traded the number 18 pick uh, to somebody. I don't even remember who and got nothing in return. I, I don't even remember who we got. We did draft Dennis Schroeder uh, with the number 17 pick, which, you know, was a good draft pick. Um, I, I, I don't like him, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it has more to do with his, uh, his just not as much about his play as his, you know, just seems like an asshole, man. Uh, like, I, I don't like <laughs> assholes. Um, so that's, that's that. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. We got a couple more games to get to before we get into our uh, news topics. Uh, the Cavs eked out their game against the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors posted 79 points in the first half till fucking lost the game. Like, that is ridiculous. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this game? I would love to say that I did not see this coming from them, uh, but I'd be lying. Uh, it's right up, it's right up the Raptors' alley. Um, you, you were just one of those. You were like, you were like messaging me and uh, Joel, like, like, hey, it, it, it's about to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's just like we have to remember this. This is the same Raptors team. Well, not literally the same Raptors team, but, you know, <clears throat> as far as, like, uh, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Do you remember last year or the year before when LeBron didn't take them serious? He even had a moment to where he slapped a guy on the butt before he made a shot. He told the coach, hold on, you have too many players on the court. Get this guy off. And the coach said, oh, wait, I do. Hold on. Come here. Come here. And LeBron grabbed the guy and told him, nope, don't go in. Too many guys on the court. Like, LeBron does not take them serious. He doesn't. He, they're like, no, he I doesn't. wouldn't even say the little brothers. They're like the little sisters. Because the little brother you have to take serious because at some point, you know he's going to grow up to be bigger and, and possibly stronger than you. So you can't completely just push him out of the way because at some point he'll get older. Little sister, you're just like, all right, well, like, I'm never going to actually – have to take her serious because we're never really going to have to like fight or anything. So I don't really take her serious. You know, I can just pick on her or, you know, for, for as long as I want. Hey, LeBron shit, sees George. the Raptors. All I'm saying is he does not <laughs> take them serious. He doesn't. 
right before he was about to uh, knock down those free throws, uh, Van Vliet or Van Voot, Van Vakenstein, whatever his name is, tried to throw <laughs> LeBron off. Van Vliet, thank you. Tried to throw LeBron off by, by you know, uh, giving him a pound before his free throws. LeBron didn't take the Raptors so serious. He grabs the kid and goes, no, 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 you forgot me. Hold on. Let's dap it up real quick. All right, now let me ice this game. Like, I, I'm sorry, but if they had to play in a series, there is no time I would ever take the Raptors over LeBron unless LeBron was 40. And then I would just be like, all right, well, maybe even still then I would choose LeBron because they just don't seem to have an answer for this guy. They were up, and then second half came, and they just couldn't close the deal. And it seems like an ongoing issue for them every time they play LeBron in meaningful games. Yeah, and and I I also think, like, just them having Kevin Love back, like, having a clear second option, uh, like, I, I... I know that there was some talk about them moving him back to the four, um, you know, uh, uh, after, you know, the trade deadline with all the trades they made. No, leave him at the five because that, like, dude, he is so effective offensively at the five. Like, when you have to, like, have – whoever your paint protector is, like, drift out and, and guard him. Uh, it's, it's, it's a mess, man, because, like, LeBron can it, – it, it, it just leaves the floor so open, and he can, he can drive to the bucket. And then if you drift and you, and you try to help, he hits Kevin Love. And, and so like, let's be honest, Kevin Love – wide open corner three, he's gonna hit it like seventy percent of the time. Um right. so like I I think that is huge for them. Uh and yeah, I mean I I as much as I kinda of bought into the Raptors over the last like two weeks, I agree with you. I like I don't think there's any way they beat LeBron in a fucking seven game series. There's no way, yeah. dude. He's he's too good. If you have Kevin Love, like like and then two, like I, honestly, I think I think the Cavs fortune honestly comes down to do the role players step up um like this George Hill, Jarrett Smith, Kyle Corver um, you know, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, do they hit shots? Um, and I think enough of them will hit shots. There's a lot of, there's a lot. Jeff Green is another one. Like there, there's enough of them to where I, I, I feel like enough of them will hit the shots they need, uh, for them to beat a team like Toronto. Like, and 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 two, also, like, let, let's be honest here. Um, your 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 best player, Toronto, is is Demar Derozan. Um, mm-hmm. he is not he's like you couldn't even put him in the same breath as LeBron James. Uh, your second best player is Kyle Lowry, who is 
you know, about on par with a guy like Kevin Love. I mean, it's hard to compare him because they play a totally different position. Um, but, like, you know, I mean, they're, they're you know, somewhat similar as far as, you know, uh, maybe, like, 2K ranking or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, like, after that, yeah, you have a really good bench, but, like, Cleveland has a lot of depth, too, when they're not fucking hurt. Like, so if Cleveland's not hurt, like, if they're if they're healthy going into the playoffs, dude, Cleveland's going to fucking wax the floor with Toronto. Like, it'll be a five-game I mean, series. I mean, we can't forget uh, two things. One, they were playing under man. Um, so he didn't even have two of his best shooters and Larry yep. Nance, who's, you know, shown to be a really good piece for this team. So if they could Absolutely. beat you without that, you think you're going to beat them with that? And let's not forget, <clears throat> I believe I could absolutely be wrong. There was that one uh, year um, Kevin Love got injured in the first round against Boston, I believe. And it was just yeah. Kyrie and LeBron. Yeah. And they beat oh, LeBron. they fucking ripped so his it's like, fucking arm out of his side. Yeah. It was, like, it was literally only Kyrie and LeBron. Like the rest of the team was just like whatever guys. And they still beat yeah. Toronto. So, yeah, I, I definitely would bet my money every day with this kind of roster LeBron has against that Toronto team that, again, if there were no LeBron in the East, that Toronto team definitely could be representing the East in the finals. Uh, you know, a, again, I have, like, maybe a team or two that I think could definitely beat them. But, um, but yeah, they could probably be defending uh, the East in the finals. But the fact that LeBron's there is the only reason why, if you're not from Toronto – you should not be having faith in that team beating LeBron over the course of seven games ever. Well, and, and yeah, I, it's all the more reason to you why I want Dwayne Casey to win coach of the year because at least Toronto can win something. <laughs> because they're not going to beat LeBron. They're not, dude. No. Like, I, and I, I think that game just showed it. Like, it, it, it's not gonna happen. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat LeBron James and Kevin Love, um, and whatever role players they have around them. Like uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like uh, like LeBron is obviously the best player in the league still, uh, and and Kevin Love is like as a as a four, he, he's not gr- great. As a five, he is. Terrific, um, and I hope they keep him at the five. Like I, I want to see like my ideal lineup for that team is uh, George Hill, uh, Jr. Uh, I, I, I know a lot of people want to see Rodney Smith uh, in the starting lineup. I'm not, not oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Rodney Hood. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. I he's just. He, he hadn't been there. He hadn't been. Like, give me Jr. I I I'm more comfortable with that. Uh, LeBron, um, uh, uh, Nance, and and uh, uh, Love. Like I think that is the lineup uh, that. And, and and like Nance and Love can switch off and like you know like depending on what they have because. Because, like, Love's a little bigger. He's a little better at rebounding, and Nance's a little more athletic. Um, they're both about the same height. Like, 
they, I don't know. I I, I think that team uh, is is pretty formidable, um, and they're definitely going to win the East. Um, I I recant all of my former uh, uh, anything I've said as far as that not happening because they are <laughs> definitely going to win the East. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, the Spurs play the Wizards last night. Um, it was a good game for like the first three quarters ish. Um, maybe maybe first two and a half quarters. Um, and then the Spurs just kind of took control. Um, and also uh, some, some kind of news that dropped. Uh, of course, you know the media bulked it up to something that it uh, kind of wasn't really. Uh, but uh, Manu said we got to play like you know Kawhi's not coming back, um, and they're playing like it. They like they are still playing great and winning games. And Lamarcus Aldridge. Like, dude, okay, Jawan, if if I were to ask you where you rank LaMarcus Aldridge now versus where you would have ranked him last year, what would be the discrepancy on that? Because it would be huge oh. for me. Yeah, yeah, it, it'd be very, very, very huge. Um, right. I, I think... I think what he's been doing in San Antonio is going uh, vastly un- unnoticed um, because San Antonio is not necessarily in the position uh, you're used to seeing them in, which is that top two, three uh, seed, um, one, two, or three right. seed. Um, so I yeah. think it's going unnoticed. But, yeah, again, if we weren't so blind to the fact that we want Harden to win it this year because he was sort of robbed last year um, mm-hmm. and the year before, um, his name would be in my MVP conversation uh, for a Ooh. serious contender to possibly winning it. Um, I, I think for that team to be afloat, uh, let alone in the playoffs, uh, without Kawhi Leonard um, and LaMarcus Aldridge to step his game up the way that he has, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I might even say he should get a notice for most improved player because what we saw last year and what we're seeing this year is completely different. I don't know what that conversation was that he had with Pop, but it was it was definitely a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think it's going unnoticed. And to me, um, again, if it wasn't for the hoopla for Harden, I would put LaMarcus Aldridge in both those two categories, most most improved uh, and MVP. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're a little crazy on the MVP talk. Um, but... Most improved? Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Like, I mean, obviously the the clear cut favorite is Oladipo, um, mm-hmm. because of just the the huge leap that he's made in this game. But Aldridge, like running the offense through him, has been. Amazing! Like he has thrived, um, and, and I almost wonder, like, 
as much as I like think Kawhi is like the third best player in the NBA, like I don't get this whole and it kind of pisses me off. Um, this whole like uh, you know somebody gets hurt and doesn't play for a little bit, and then we like reposition players. Um, like last year, he was the clear cut third best player in the NBA. It was LeBron, KD, Kawhi, and like you know he gets hurt, and and, and now there's this huge shuffle. Uh, for who's like the third best player in the NBA? Like, no, fuck your shuffle. It's Kawhi Leonard. He is the third best player in the NBA. Like, he just hasn't uh, played, so you haven't seen him. Oh, uh, don't even. Who do you think is better than Kawhi? Anthony Davis. No, Anthony Davis is not yes. better than Kawhi Leonard. No, he is not. Yes, he is. Like, when healthy, hey, he's you know going what? To first right of now. all, first of all, you're you're talking about a guy who is like hurt all the time. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, so so like, come on, dude, like, it's a clear parallel. Like you wouldn't be saying Hasn't Anthony Davis. Year. Yeah, he, he he got banged up a little bit early in the season, but yeah, you're right. He has he has played played big minutes. Um, throughout the year, um, no, I, I, I don't buy that. I, I think Kawhi Leonard is better than Anthony Davis. Uh, just personally. But why? I, Hold on. But why? Because because you see him on the court more, right? No, uh, uh, see him on the court more. I mean, he's been hurt all season. No, no, like, no, no, the no, reason... no, no. Hear, hear me. Oh, if Anthony Davis was healthy, what he's doing with that Pelicans team without. DeMarcus Cousins, and without a clear-cut, like, second option. Like, Kawhi has Aldridge that he can kind of partner around with uh, and help win games. So if he's off, at least he has that guy. Anthony Davis right now, I'm not talking over the course of the whole season, just right now, since DeMarcus Cousins has went down, he has shown you that he can be a top three player in the NBA. Are you telling me that if you took Kawhi and, again, same situation, DeMarcus Cousins went down, and you put Kawhi on that Pelicans team, still lead that Pelicans team to the playoffs. Absolutely, he could. No oh, fucking man. doubt on, in my Nick. mind. No, on, no, no fucking doubt in my mind he could. Like, oh, people forget man. how good Kawhi Leonard is. Like, and this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, you forget how good Kawhi Leonard is. Like, Everybody no. thinks like he's uh he's he's on the Spurs he's got pop you know he's he's no. a system player like no that guy is the third best player in the NBA he is he's that fucking good um and I, honestly I would, I would say uh if you, if you want to make an argument uh like. It's like throw Harden at me. We don't throw fucking Anthony Davis at me. Why is so much better than Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis when he's healthy? No, no, I'm sorry. He's uh, so Kawhi much better, Leonard, dude. Kawhi he's Leonard, way better. Kawhi Leonard is is a top five player, a top five player. But we're talking game changing guys. Anthony Davis, yeah, when healthy, that's because what he's he showing is. Us, is he a is game a game changing guy, dude. Not a game changer. He's not. Yes, he he's is. not. 
He's a no, he's not. He's a two-way player who can like just get buckets on offense. And how is AD? How not? many people? What? AD doesn't defend. Are you serious? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. AD is a great defense player. He is not a Kawhi level defensive player. This is two different spectrums. Um, but no, you're right. AD is a like I'm. So I'm you, debating as to whether I should put him on my all defensive team because uh, so, he let is me ask that you good. You're telling me if the Pelicans played OKC or Golden State, you're telling me you wouldn't feel confident putting AD on on Durant and and uh, Paul George. Defensively, I would yeah. feel very skeptical uh, uh, putting him on oh, KD. Come on, Nick. Come um, on, Nick. Uh, Paul George, <laughs> I could see. Um, like I, like I, I would. Feel a little doubt about it, but I I I think he can keep up with, with Paul George. KD no, um, because KD's seven feet tall. He can just like he can just fucking pull off and shoot over him. Like like AD like your your reaction time to jumping versus my reaction time to shooting. If I'm KD, is is, is the difference between you know, me making this shot and you blocking this shot. And, yeah, no. I, I, All I'm saying is Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in the NBA today. Top three, but for right now, because I'm seeing him on the court and he is leading a team that looks that looks like it should have been hot garbage to the playoffs, yeah, Anthony Davis is game-changing great. I do not believe if Kawhi played on that exact Pelicans team, but that exact squad, he could do the same exact thing. I do not believe I will that. Say that, that. Is not to take Hold away on. from how great he is. Hold on, though. Like, if you had Kawhi, don't you think you could you could play Nikola Mirotic like way more minutes? Sure, but are we saying that that would that would still equal the same amount of wins? Like, cause we have to remember, yeah. Anthony Davis yeah. is somewhat. It would totally equal more wins. Cause like Nick Nicole Mirage should be like dropping threes like for the whole fucking game, and Kawhi would be guarding like your best fucking player. Like, yeah, that team would be that team would be better. I'm, I'm sorry, that team would be better. We're gonna pull this, Nick. We're gonna pull this. But yeah, I we should. Like we need a we need a full court press Twitter account so we can fucking have polls, um, uh, but that's uh, that's something for the future. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we got a couple of news stories to, to uh, talk about. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks reportedly want to make a quality splash hire at a head coach this off season. Uh, and sources close to the team cite Jeff Van Gundy and Kevin McHale as their most coveted candidates. Uh, others include uh, David Fisdale, Monty Williams, and Rick Pitino. Um, out of those five names, or if you want to throw out somebody else's name, who do you like most, Jordan? Uh I honestly am really high on the idea of uh, – crap, I just forgot his name. Oh, Dan – no. Yeah, no, 
Sorry, that's the owner. I'm sorry. Uh, the guy who coached Cleveland before uh, Ty Lu. Cannot remember his name to save my life. I thought I wrote it down, but I did not. Uh, David oh, Black. Um, David Black. Yes. Yes. Yeah, David I think Black. That's his name. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he could do really good things uh, with that Bucks team um, and definitely help take them to the to the next level. And that's not to take uh, anything away from Gundy or or uh, Kevin McHale. I just I really enjoyed what he did with that Cleveland team, and I feel as though because his his tenure there was so short, we don't give him enough credit. Like that yeah. Cleveland team, love Kyrie, LeBron looked super dominant that year. It was just they ran into injuries that completely spun things out of control. And that team hasn't looked that dominant, I believe, since. I mean, that, yeah. that year, I felt as though that Cleveland team was just so dominant. Anybody they would have won the championship had they been healthy. Right. They have not, to me, looked the same dominant since that year. Uh, and it could be a multitude of things. Uh, you know, so I'm not just going to – put all the, you know, the, the glory on him. But I will say, I felt as though he had that team looking uh, a lot better. Why LeBron didn't like him, why LeBron got him fired, uh, I have no idea. I thought he did really good things with that team. Um, and I just feel as though he has really great ways. Uh, his coaching schemes were really good as far as where he wanted to work around love, where he wanted to utilize LeBron. Um, his point guard play was really good. I believe he went out there and got Della Vadova. He turned out to be uh, a really good piece for that team. Um, so, to me, I feel as though he could do that same thing with the Bucks, and he has uh, a really dominant player in Giannis that I think he can utilize that roster the same way he did Cleveland. So, that would be something I would like really it. like to see uh, put in there. I like it. I, I totally buy into everything you're saying. Um I would personally prefer him to go to Phoenix. Um, mm. I think I, I I just think him like coaching a young team with like Booker and whoever they draft. I mean, at this point, I feel like they're probably going to get Aiden. Maybe they don't, but like he, he, regardless, like they they have a really young team. They got they got Booker. They got Josh Jackson. They got Dragon Bender. Um, that's a good. That's a good core to have. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, that's that's where I see him. I, for for Milwaukee, like, give me the guy who's the grit and grind guy. Give me David Fisdale. Um, first of all, uh, Jeff Van Gundy is a national fucking treasure on uh, uh, calling games. And, like, we should not be robbed of that uh, at all. Like, don't give that man a coaching job. Like, give him a raise at the job he currently has because, like, he's the best fucking play-by-play, or he's not a play-by-play, but, like, a uh, color commentary guy that is out there. He He's just the best. Like, I, I love when I watch... NBA games and he, and he's uh, on on you know he's calling them because um, he's just terrific. Uh, so I I don't want to be robbed of that. Uh, first of all, um, so you you call it a selfish pick, um, but like yeah, I I I think David Fisdale would just fit in perfectly. Grit and grind. Memphis 
was like grit and grind. And Milwaukee should be the same way. It's the same kind of city as Memphis. Like just like grit and grind, like get shit done. Uh, you've got a star player. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Jabari Parker. I don't, I honestly don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, I, I, I don't see any great offers coming his way um, from other teams, especially given, like, the, the cap situation for most teams. Um, but then again, I, I, like, if they offer him something that he doesn't think he's worth, I could see him being, like, kind of petty about it and just being like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go to, you know, the Lakers, you know, where they'll pay me $20 million for one season, um, which I think would be a huge mistake. But, uh, you know, I could, I could see him doing that. Um, or Dallas or, you know, any any number of teams that have cap space. Uh, but my point being, I think Fisdale would be – like the guy who could come in, like ingratiate himself to the city, and be your long-term coach, um, and, and, and represent the city with his 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 culture. Um, I don't I don't know if David Blatt's that guy. Like I I, I like Blatt a lot. I do. Um, I think that he, honestly, I think he, 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 I agree with you, he got shysted in, in Cleveland, um, and he he's going to be an NBA coach. I just don't know if it's in Milwaukee. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see that. I just, um, David Fizza, I think, would have to definitely turn around that roster. Um, I feel as though something he hangs his hat on is defense and length as much as we assume that would translate into better defense, it just that has not seemed to have been the case for Milwaukee. So um, I, I'm definitely fine with, with, with that hire uh, 100%. Uh, but he definitely has to turn around that roster. Not completely like an overhaul, but he definitely has to get more of what you were saying you felt as though he, he represents. He has to get players like that. When he was in uh, – Memphis, he had guys like that, uh, and I feel as though right now Milwaukee doesn't have that. So he ha- he'd have to go out there and go get those guys, or turn the guys that he has into those kind of guys. Um, I just feel like the the way that they play and the way that that team is set up right now, um, Blatt, yeah, Blatt. I keep confusing him with Cavs GM Gilbert. Um, <laughs> Blatt could go in there and completely just kind of enhance what they already do make them a better offensive uh, team, and just help them yeah. play team defense a lot better uh, than they've been doing currently. Uh, I, I honestly think if you had Blatt in there now, instead of whatever that guy is that they have uh, coaching <laughs> since they fired Kid, no one uh, they'd, look like a, they'd look like a way better team than they do now. But, again, I completely agree with you. Fizdale is going to have a job. Um, and I would like to see him with a young guy, a young dominant guy like uh, like Giannis, and help kind of take him to the next level. I just, uh, again, I just think he has to go out and get those guys around Giannis that define the grit 
that that he's used to to being around. Um, but if yeah. he does that, yeah, he get, he absolutely could turn that franchise around. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing, uh, I hope that somebody hires both Isaiah Thomas and Paul Pierce because they are the worst fucking commentators on NBA. They they're so bad. Um, and it it's just frustrating. Like Isaiah Thomas has gotten a little better over time. Paul Pierce is just fucking terrible. He is like Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I yeah. can't watch Chris. I can't watch Chris Webber. I have to mute the television. He oh, to me yeah, is Chris one Weber's of the worst. And they, and they haven't. They, I think they, they gave up on it because the last uh, players only uh, thing that I watched, Shaq was hosting. Um, but for a while, like Chris Webber was hosting that, and it was just like, oh my god, this is so bad. Like, ugh. Like God, I hate players only. It's the it's so bad. It's like why would you do that? Um, like luckily, uh, Brent Barry is really good at at doing uh play by play, um, calling games. Um, he's actually decent. Um, and you know they they found somebody who's who, who's good in that in that regard. Um, but like. Yeah, Chris Weber, like Shaq's actually found himself a niche. Like he he works well as like the the you know Draymond Green uh, of NBA the uh, TNT NBA. Um, but yeah, man, uh, fucking I I I don't know. I can't fucking stand. Uh, those two guys, like, uh, just <laughs> so bad, so bad, man. Uh, but anyway, let's let, let's move on. Uh, let's not, you know, trash talk. Uh, you know, our NBA veterans, uh, future Hall of Famers. Um, but seriously, Paul Pierce, like, bro, like, fucking up your game a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's so bad, man. It's so bad. Uh, The Detroit Pistons are reportedly targeting Chauncey Billups to take over GM duties. Uh, Chauncey Billups, a dude who actually can, like, be a part of a a show and and not make it a train wreck. Uh, Chauncey, unlike Paul Pierce, (laughs) what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on uh, the Pistons targeting Phillips? Um, this is the second time he was, uh, you know, being offered that position. I personally, no, no offense to Chauncey Billups, I don't see why that guy is somebody that you feel can help build the franchise from your front office. Um, yeah. If anything, I, I would say Mark Jackson is the best guy for you to go and get put in your front office and let him build the team. The same way uh, he did with Golden State, but as a head coach, he built that team. Um, so I think as a GM, he could definitely make better moves. Um, I, I don't get like again, no disrespect to Chauncey. I'm pretty sure the guy knows his his basketball, but there's some guys that they're looking at for GM that I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get how you landed on that. But I, you know, again, uh, he's somebody that the players enjoy, uh, that the players really like. So I'm pretty sure that's something that they were looking at also. 
Um, so maybe he can help turn that franchise around. I just, I, from the outside looking in, I don't see why that's the guy you think can help do that, that position. Like head coach, I would say that would confuse me also. Excuse me. Um, I just, I, I don't see it, but maybe there's something that I don't know that they know uh, that makes him uh, the guy for that job. I just would rather go like a Mark Jackson or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's Homer um, because of what Chauncey Billups means to that, you know, organization. Obviously, he was one of the guys who won you a, um, a championship. Um, and, like, the, the, the crazy thing is, like, that's, like, the one team in the last, like, fucking 30 or 40 or 50 years, I mean, who knows how long, that 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 won a championship that probably doesn't have a Hall of Fame player on that team. Um, and maybe, I mean, but Chauncey, probably not a Hall of Famer. Richard uh, Hamilton, probably not a Hall of Famer. Rasheed Wallace, probably not. Ben Wallace, probably not. You know, uh, Tayshawn Prince, definitely not. Um, like, and so, like, I, I, I get it. Um, but I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I, I don't know what the hype was with him with Cleveland. Like, cause he was, he was supposed to be, uh, the front runner for Cleveland. And then like he dropped out or whatever. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. Um, I do think it's a great idea for them to, uh, compartmentalize and make, Sam Van Gundy just the head coach and not give him, uh, you know, uh, basically, you know, full operational decision making. Uh, I, I I think that's a good idea, but is Chauncey Billups the guy? Uh, maybe I don't know. I think I I I just I don't know. That's what it boils down to. Is is like I, we haven't seen the guy in action. Um, I think he's really smart. Um, I think you can tell that from just just watching him on um, the the pregame shows with Michelle Beadle. Um, like he he's like the smart guy um, on on their shows. Um, so. That gives me a little credence, you know, to give him as far as, you know, being a GM. Um, but being a GM is, is man, that's, that's a lot more than being smart. Like, it's, it, that is a job. Like, that is, like, that's something that, you know, I, don't, I just don't know if he's got in his bones. Um, but maybe he does. And you know what? If you're the Pistons, make a homer pick. Take a guy who, uh, you know, maybe has it, maybe doesn't, but what have you. Maybe if he does have it, you know, maybe you find yourself with Donovan Mitchell instead of Luke fucking Kennard. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, that is definitely obviously, a possibility. 
Yeah, obviously, like that would be a better scenario. Uh, but let's let's move on. Uh, one last segment. We got about nine minutes. Hot takes and mock trades. We're bringing it back, bitches. Um, <laughs> I got a mock trade. You told me earlier you got a hot take or a, like a, a, a semi-fire hot take. Uh, right. But anyway, what what you got for us? All right, this, again, isn't a hot, hot, hot take. I think if I had one, it would have been the one I had earlier with LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, you know, being yeah, in contention was, for most improved you, player, you know, like, most valuable three player. three things earlier that I was like, oh, my God, like, how is that <laughs> your hot take? Yeah, crazy thing is, as I said it, I had just thought about it when I said it. Like, it wasn't something I was <laughs> I had in my mind like an hour ago. So that's why. So now I'm kind of like, man, I should have told you I didn't have a hot take this week. And I'm like, I said them earlier. Um, but no, what I was going to say as, as my hot take uh, was um, the way LeBron has been playing and the way that I feel as though when this team is healthy has been playing, I'm going to go out and say, and this is not on a limb or anything, I'm going to go out and say they will not play a single game seven in the entire Eastern Conference playoffs on their way to the finals. Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of a hot take, but as I like kind of coaxed myself into, um, you know, the position that I did earlier, I, I, I can't argue that. Um, like, I mean, I think, I, I think it might, um, but like, who's gonna who like who's gonna force them to a game seven? Toronto, who just fucking lost to them after scoring like seventy nine points in the first quarter, like or mm-hmm. like Boston, who is fucking hobble as shit, or are we talking Washington, uh, who like is gonna have to try to work John Wall back in? Uh, like, or Philly, who is, like, young and, like, doesn't, like, no, none of those teams are going to force them to a game seven. No, I, I agree That's with you. That's where my mind is at. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, it's a possibility, of course, but, no, I, 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 <laughs> I definitely think, yeah, game, game six is when the, Cavaliers win it all, um, and yeah, yeah, they'll they'll they're gonna be the Eastern Conference champions. The crazy thing will be what happens in the West, because um, I still That'll be a lot crazier. Yeah, I still proclaim that that Houston, with their revamped roster, has a has a great chance. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. All right, mock trade. They're about five minutes. Um, I think, uh, given all of the Andrew Wiggins talk, uh, we've we've you know come up with a few different. We even uh, talked about him being traded to the Knicks uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, I think like trading uh, Wiggins to the Magic for Evan Fournier. And Jonathan Isaac is a perfect trade. First of all, 
Evan Fournier is a great like third option. He like that's what he should be. He's 25 years old, um, so he's not like I mean he's still young. Um, and I think anybody that you you want to the main piece of an Andrew Wiggins trade that you want to trade for. You want him to be in between the age of Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Jones. Uh, so you're getting that there. Uh, also, uh, you're getting a prospect in Jonathan Isaac, who, you know, he was the number six overall pick uh, last season uh, or last draft. Uh, he could be really good. He could be your starting power forward in the future. Um, and, like, so you could be looking at, uh, you know, uh, a front court of Butler, uh, well, Fournier, Butler, whoever you want to play three, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but one of those two guys, uh, Isaac and Towns, I, like, I think that could be really good in, like, two years. Uh, also, um, you're, you're, you're kind of saving yourself on the, the money of having pay Andrew Wiggins. Uh, it, it, and if you're Orlando, you get to pair Andrew Wiggins with Aaron Gordon. Uh, and obviously Andrew Wiggins is your first option in that mix. Aaron Gordon is your second option. Can you just build around that? You draft a point card probably Trey Young, uh, maybe Luka Doncic if you get lucky. Um, but what are your thoughts on that, Juwan? I actually love that trade. Um, you made me sick with a few things you said. Trey Young is going to be a Nick, and you know I wanted w- the Wiggins on the <laughs> Knicks. So that already made me sick. Uh, but, no, all jokes aside, um, honestly, I love it. Fournier uh, at two. Uh, I've always wanted Butler uh, to play small forward. I hate the idea of him being a, a two guard. Right. Um, yeah, so him I being agree. at the three, him being at the three, I enjoy that a lot more. Um, and I, I do think Fournier's shooting can help them a lot. Um, and you don't have to worry about, again, paying Wiggins and Butler. You're just paying Butler. I think they already got Cat taken care of. If they don't, then, you know, that should be well, something that's they contract focus on. Re- for like two oh, more okay, years. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I thought he was drafted like a year or two ago. Uh, I guess I thought he'd yeah. been here longer. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, to me, that's a perfect trade. And if you're Magic, you need a guy that can let your fan base know that they should spend their hard-earned money to come to games again. Because after this season – yeah, a lot of people in Orlando are probably just like, you know what, I should probably not waste my money on this shit. So if you can get a Trey Young to pair with a Wiggins and Gordon, that would definitely be a solid foundation to build that team. And you know what? Not forget. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, I would honestly, if I'm the Magic, I would. They own the OKC 2020 first round pick top. 20 protected, uh, and if it doesn't convey, it becomes like two second round picks. I would, I'd probably throw that in too. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you. And I was going to say, let's not forget, Vucevic isn't like a slouch. I mean, I know he isn't as yeah. dominant as he once was, but he's not a slouch. So you put Trey Young with whoever you get at the two, um, you know, Wiggins, 
uh, Aaron Gordon and Vucevic. That that's a really nice starting lineup. And the Eastern Conference, outside of like three teams, is built around nothing but young guys, uh, young yeah. kind of really good talented guys. So yeah, I, I believe that Magic team in like a year or two with Wiggins and Gordon, Vucevic, and if they get Trey Young, could definitely in a year or two be like a five six seed around there. I could definitely see that. Yeah, and that's to me what your goal would be if you're the Orlando Magic. Um, but Absolutely. anyway, uh, great show. Thank you as always, Juwan, as being my trusty uh, confidant uh, and joining me always. Um, uh, anything you want to plug coming up? Uh, yes, we will be interviewing Emma Dumont, who plays Polaris on The Gifted, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern and Ryan Potter this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, and Chris Williams, a.k.a. Black Lightning, Tuesday around noonish, I believe. So stay tuned nice. for those three huge interviews coming up. I love it. Black Lightning is awesome. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, and check out the Black Lightning interview, if nothing else. I mean, all of those were great, but check out that one specifically. Absolutely. Peace out, y'all. Peace.